1: 74, preview show.
2: Hello, welcome to another 1874 preview show Villa playing Everton at 2 o'clock on Sunday So David Reid and myself are here to preview it This show is sponsored by Luke Roper So if you use the code TVV20 you need to get that code changed You'll get 20% off everything that Luke Roper have to offer So do go and treat yourself if you do fancy buying yourself some new clubber Cardigans not available, I don't think (laughs) David Reid, what an outrageous (laughs) cardigan that was on Monday It's
1: taking you 25 (laughs) seconds to bring up the cardigan thank you
2: honestly one of my favorite things i've ever seen on sky when i turned on and saw you in that yeah
1: cardigan. and I, as i said i've worked at sky more than 10 years and the most times people have come up to me to to talk to me about something in the office was about <laughs> the cardigan don't know what that says but it says something
2: Making a splash, we did say about the, the. Obviously, we've had a rebrand here on eighteen seventy four. Dave Reid rebranding himself. It's, as just, well. me. it's just me. Just you, it's just me. He's just you now. He likes cardigans. He wears cardigans. <laughs> uh, right then, Everton on Sunday. I have enough cardigan chat. How are you feeling leading up to the game?
1: How am I feeling? Uh I think I'm just about over what happened last weekend. It took me a couple of days. It was kind of the. Um, there was there was the there was the shock. There was the there was the numbness after the defeat, but now, yeah, it, it wasn't a pretty afternoon, was it? Um, it wasn't a pretty afternoon. So I think that the more time has gone after the result, I'm kind of at the feeling that, you know, it was one game. There's no need to chuck everything out and start again. It's just no. one game. And the Premier League is a funny one because there's it's quite a lot of extreme scorelines. I was thinking back to last season, uh, lot, lots of extreme scorelines. I think it's, Uh, A lot of clubs are kind of quite uh, wedded to the way they play. And even when things start to go wrong, they stick to their principles. Even when sometimes the easiest thing to do would be to chuck it out midway through the game and revert to something else and go back to kind of maybe defending in our case last week. But it was a kind of one of those games where you stuck to our usual principles and things just didn't quite quite pay off last weekend. But now I'm feeling more optimistic ahead of this weekend.
2: It, I think it's a nice fixture to have off the back of a of a heavy defence. I was quite buoyed by what Sir Alex Ferguson said. I don't know whether he, whether you saw it. he basically picked Villa out as the performance of the of the weekend, saying how unfortunate we were to lose five one and that we, that he thought we looked really good. And Sir Alex knows knows football, so that's that that was encouraging. I think I think that encouraged me. But like I said, I think once you've had a, a tough start in a away game, you've you've been pumped. Everton at home. Possibly one of the top three or four fixtures you'd probably choose to have. I, I would say no easy games in the Premier League. <laughs> you,
1: you were talking last week about cursing Tyrone Mings, and now you're Mings, saying but... this this week that Everton no. at home is a great fixture. If you were to pick, if you were to pick three
2: games or four games that you could <laughs> possibly have right now, I think Everton would be in in that conversation. Lost on the first day of the season at home to to Fulham doesn't look like they were bad. By all accounts, I didn't see the whole game, but I, but I saw the highlights and thought they looked quite bright in some of the stuff they did. But overall, you know, they've lost at home. Everton fans are very down. Villa have got a good record against Everton at home. I remember us winning a few first home games in recent years against Everton. The, the Wesley night on our return to the Premier League last season, we w- we won two one. So we've got a good record against Everton at home, especially when it's early doors in the, in, in the season. And it feels to me, I just I just think. It's a, it's a good one to have. I'm not saying we're going to win, but if you could hand-pick fixtures, I think it would be up there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, I think, and yes, I probably would agree that Everton at home, uh, after an opening day defeat for them, uh, is probably a, a good uh, a good fixture to have. I don't think last week, I mean, going back to what Sir Alex Ferguson was saying, I don't, I don't think last week was a 5-1 game. I've said this to no. a few people. And obviously, you know, after the full-time whistle, the WhatsApp blew up and, you know, all the chat was that about how bad things were but really and honestly I mean a couple of people were saying to me that you know they were really disappointed in the midfield, but I actually thought the midfield did okay for part of parts of the game and they were pretty decent and then as soon as things started to go awry there was a, a bit of a mini collapse in there. I don't think it was all bad by any stretch of the imagination there were good things in there um, and the there are positives to take going into going into this weekend.
2: Yeah, at the time of recording, obviously, we would have till tomorrow, midday, to if we did sign someone new for them to, to be available. But Zaniolo, we're not really sure what's happening with, with that at the moment. It does seem like we're signing a left-back in, in Acuna who played for Sevilla last night against Man City. I think he got an assist as well, actually, if my yeah. mem- memory serves me correctly. Yeah, it was him who who put the cross in. So, Maybe the off chance we might have a new signing in for that for that game in, in, into the match day squad if one of those deals could get through before midday tomorrow.
1: Yeah, possibly. Uh, so it's the it's always the last working day uh, midday, the last working day before your game. So it'd be for the tomorrow tomorrow night's game. It's the Thursday deadline, but for us it'll be the day after. So it'll uh, well, be yeah, it'd be Friday for the Sunday game. Friday midday. Uh, I
2: think it's if... the, t- the time I said three times, I thought you were going to correct me, and then you just no, went, no. You went, went the long oh, yeah, way around right. of just saying no, no. something that it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Friday, midday, I think if if Zaniolo is confirmed, I think he will be a part of the match day squad, or, he's unless injured. he's nursing something. He yeah. um, I mean, the Acuna one, there's interest there, definitely. I think if that's going to get done, I think it will accelerate. I mean, I saw some quotes in the Spanish, um, Spanish press after last night. Uh, they seemed a little bit. Unhappy with the situation around Acuna, so I think if that's going to happen, I think it'll accelerate in the next 24, 48 hours. Left back needed, do you think? Um, well, it depends on outgoings, doesn't it? If if Acuna comes in, there's there's no other option in my mind than Luca Dini leaving. So lots of chat around him going to Saudi Arabia. If that happens, then yeah, probably another left back is needed given Definitely. Moreno's injury. So I think it, it, it if Acuna is happening, I think it would. Confirm the end of Luca Dean as a, as an Aston Villa player. Yeah, it looks quite nasty. I feel like we need a little bit of nastiness
2: in in the team. I still don't think, as much as we've improved in a multitude of areas, I still think we're quite a nice a nice team, except for Emi Martinez. So it'd be good to get another the nasty character in, into the team. But we'll see what happens with those over the last couple of days. I don't think too many Villa fans would be complaining at Luca Dean going to Saudi and Villa getting a, a fair chunk of money and getting wages off the bill and then replacing him with a World Cup winner. I think most Villa fans would be pretty happy with that, I, I would think. But we'll see what happens over the, over the coming days with transfers. Villa are definitely going to be getting in two or three players by by the end of this window. I think we can definitely see that. Now. We can see that Monche is starting to, to put his stamp on, or trying to put his stamp on the, on the squad a little bit. But what do we do on Sunday, Dave? Do, do, do we change things? Obviously, the obvious, Tyrone Mings won't, won't be playing. Shouts for Filagin, perhaps, to, to come in for, for Leon Bailey or Coutinho, even. Perhaps, how, how do we change things up? Or how do you think Unai Emery will change things up?
1: I think that there will be changes in defence. The obvious one is Tyro Mings. I think, actually, Diego Carlos will probably come in. You think? Um, and, and Paul Torres will move to left-back. That would be my suggestion. And Cash will start at right-back. And he'll go Cash concert carlos and pau torres i just think everton you know they they had less uh, less than 50% possession i think it was 46 i think against fulham last week that was at home i would expect us to dominate the ball and i think pau torres would bring us an element of control um when it comes to build up um so yeah i think that would be my pick in terms of midfield uh, i can't see leon bailey starting um it's 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 a tough one for him because Another 45 minutes, and he's been hauled off at hauled off at half time. So, you know, I guess his morale isn't probably going to be very high at the moment. I think we'll find out tomorrow team news, but I don't think there's an injury there for, for Leon Bailey. So, uh, for me, he drops out of the side, and probably Philogene comes in. That's that would be my pick, and then the, the rest would be the same. I think Philogene would move play a start from the left-hand side. McGinn go back over to the right because I, I just think he perhaps got it wrong last week in yeah, playing McGinn and starting McGinn on the left-hand I side. It did didn't that. suit him. didn't suit him. He hardly had a kick the whole game, really. I think it would be better for him to revert over to the right-hand side uh, on Sunday. Uh, and he plays there. And then it's Louise Kamara, Philogene, and then Diaby and Watkins.
2: For the first time ever when we've been doing this period, I think I absolutely agree with everything that you've said. Read. no that's, disagreements wow. from me on the, on, on the team front. I think the other thing with playing Pau Torres at left back and having Carlos in, Everton are obviously one of the bigger teams in the league, rely a lot on set pieces and, and direct football. And under Sean Dyche, nothing wrong with that. that. That's just how Sean Dyche teams play. I'm not being disrespectful. That is how Sean Dyche operates. I think having that extra height, I wouldn't want to see a Luca Dean, for example. Watching at the back post as someone steamrolls in like I did against Newcastle on Saturday. I'd rather have those three. And just to I feel like that will help with the build up play from the back. Cause one of the things we do lose without Mings is the building up from the back. He's so, so good on the ball. I think he's so underrated in a couple of areas in the in 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 the UK game. I think people realise how good he is. His passing, his pace. We we lose so much by him, his leadership. We lose so much by him not being in the team. Having power Torres from left back and kind of making that back three and enabling Cash to bomb forward, I just feel that will help us with, with the build up. I suppose there's a there's a shout that Tillemans could could come in as well, although I wouldn't really want to see him, play, see him playing on the left ever again. I don't think.
1: Yeah, I just yeah, I just feel like the midfield for me have have, have earned the right to have another go. At it. I don't I don't think there's kind of that much need to change the three of McGinn, uh, Louise, and, and Kamara. Yeah, you're right. I think, for me, obviously Tyrone Mings, what he would bring against Everton is that is that real physicality. You know, Conser is the kind of sweep-up behind centre-back and Tyrone Mings is the aggressive front foot-in, foot, foot in, headers, aerial, aerial dual centre-half for us. I think Carlos is probably the most like-for-like for that in terms of his physical presence and his ability to win balls in the air. I think Paul Torres just brings that... Um, I mean you talk about Luca Dean Ball watching, I think Pau Torres probably just brings that defensive mindedness for set pieces. I know there's a lot of chat about around his physicality, but I think he probably just brings that awareness defensively against Everton. And yes, they have the are you know they are a big team when you think about Tarkovsky, you think about uh, Onana, you think about DuCore, you know, they've got big players, set pieces are going to be key for them. And I think, you know, having Torres, Carlos and Konsa uh, at the back is probably going to be the way to go, and it'd be. I'm just interested to see how Diego, Diego Carlos is going to get on because we haven't really seen much of him. And you know, it's it's up to him now to to take his opportunity. He'll have been, he's he'll be desperate to get back after that such a long term injury. So it's down to him now to take his opportunity.
2: And you know, if we were looking for a morale boost whilst doing this video, Sai AvFC has not given us the morale boost. Sorry, Dan, I'll watch tomorrow. Had a long day and nodding off. You don't want to hear the people are falling asleep. That's my chat. I, mean, I don't think he's aimed specifically. He just say, sorry, Dan. Actually, so it might might be owned at me, in fairness, rather rather than you. But you, uh, you don't want to say that when you are doing a, a show. That's for, that's for absolute sure. <laughs> Master P coming in with the kind of ITK gossip that we that we like to hear here as well. He says saw Carlos in Fazenda last night. Oh, I don't know what Fazenda is, and he said he was redder. Yeah, these are the these are the kind of things we we like to hear. A bit yeah. like, oh, my missus's hairdresser said this. It's a bit a bit like that. But I'll, yeah, Master P, if you if you're watching our channel, I'm going to choose to believe. What you saying? Can you please let me know in the chat what zender is? Please, is this somewhere I should be checking out in Birmingham? And if Dave Reid ever comes, oh, there you go. It's an Argentinian, you know, Argentinian restaurant, you know, mate. Cornwall veggies, Road. Yeah. Veggie, that's no good for me. Is it? I won't be. It won't be eating very much there. As I said, if Dave Reid's ever in town, never comes. Never comes to the Midlands anymore. Dave Reid. Proper, <laughs> proper London boy now, in his cardigan. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't ever make his way to. Doesn't make his way to. I was in your I hometown week last week. I was in you were in a hometown. wedding, yeah. a wedding there, Dave. I didn't see you. He was he was, was no good to me <laughs> at, at all. You being there, I'm going to steal a point now. One of my friends came around last night. We watched the Manchester City game, and we were talking about Villa and talking about the centre back situation. And I thought he made a really good. Good point. It's kind of saying that like obviously you just mentioned it then as well, that, which was what made me think of it. Concer and Mings. Mings is obviously more of the aggressor and concerts the one who kind of sweeps up and doesn't get his shorts as dirty for for want of a of a, of a better a better phrase. So it kind of feels like Paul Torres is that type of centre back as well. So maybe playing Torres and Concer at the same time. They're both kind of trying to do the, the same things, more of a more of a drop-off sweeper centre half, whereas Carlos is the Mings type. So maybe, I think maybe you might, you might be right with, with them two playing together. It's just the other day, obviously against Newcastle, when he had the giant when he made the sub, he didn't bring Carlos on. He bought Paul Torres on. Hmm. Would you go along with what I'm saying about that? that yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as kind of what I said. I mean, I feel like Carlos is, is more, a similar, a more similar profile to, to Tyrone Mings as a centre-back. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Last week he decided to, to, to bring on Pal Torres, maybe he was he was just looking for that balance at the back at, at that point. Uh, maybe he was trying to get back some control of the game because maybe we were trying to lose some control, uh, you know, losing control of the game at that point. So maybe he thought Pal Torres's on-ball ability. We were behind, you know, po- you know, maybe maybe he just wanted to ha- bring a little bit more control to the game with Torres coming on at that point. Mm. That would be my only thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, Rox, I've lost it to the chat. Someone else just added to the chat. Rox, someone has said a Cunha offer has been rejected. Apparently, how much is he worth? Goes against what I have heard today about the offer being rejected.
1: I haven't heard about an offer.
2: You haven't? Oh, god, we've got all kinds of different stories going on here, all kinds (laughs) of different tales. I heard the offer has been accepted and terms have been agreed, and it's just medical. but Fair that was this morning, and I would have expected to have heard something by now. If that, if that was the case, Levi Eddie Alouedi says at the moment Acunia is definitely better than Dean. Won the World Cup and the Europa League in the last year alone. And then he says not great, but hardworking. <laughs> it's a bit of a, a, bit of a contradictory uh, backhanded statement. compliment. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was really enjoying reading it, and then uh, at the end uh, he's throwing he a bit of a negative but from nowhere. <laughs> Bashik is mentioning, I presume he's mentioning Courtney House there. Housing time, oh, I saw Junior. he put
1: something on his on his Instagram saying he was uh, oh, he did, waiting then...
2: for the call. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel sorry for Courtney. Courtney, Horton. oh, he's had a horrible time,
1: horrible a bad, time a bad year. Yeah. Not through
2: any fault of his own, and a lot of it actually not Villa's fault. Yeah, either Watford messed him around an, an awful lot, but I've not heard anything about him being part of the, the first team plans. There's obviously, still a few players who are technically owned by the club. Keenan Davis is still a Villa player. At the moment, as well, isn't he? So there's a few still potentially to, to move on. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with, with, with the centre backs. It's one they've got to make. You've got to make the right call on because when you've shipped five, last thing you want is get that wrong and concede an early goal straight off the back, straight off the back Sorry, at home. So it will will be interesting to see what he what he lines up with. Everton we know are a completely different team when Dominic Calvert Lewin plays. It appears he's played in a behind closed doors friendly on Tuesday. I think it was against Manchester United, so should be ready for this game. Dan Juma, linked with our club in the past as well, didn't start the game at the weekend, but but came on. So every chance we could see a couple of Everton changes in attack, freshen that attack up.
1: Yeah. Um, I just wonder whether... I mean, Mopei had a bit of a horrible time of it last week, missed an yeah, awful lot of chances. Uh, I just wonder whether he goes Dan Juma against, uh, against Villa on Sunday, just because he maybe thinks that he's maybe a better player in transition than Neil Mope. So maybe Dan Jumo can offer a little bit of pace in behind if they're if they're trying to hit Villa on the break. Um so I just think with Dominic Calvert Lewin he's he's played in this behind closed doors friendly, but I just think it, it's got to be no risk a oh, no-risk situation with, with Everton English because problem. he's he's had so many issues and he's so important for Everton and he's they're probably only real well, he is. He's their only natural goal scorer in that squad until we see this uh, Chemiti. see whether he's he's going to be the one to step in. But he's very raw. So even if Dominic Calvert-Lewin has, has played in this behind-closed-doors friendly, I just can't see him starting. I think he might make the bench and it could be a kind of last 20 minutes, last 15 minutes, depending on the game state. But Everton's problem has always been scoring goals. They've they've just not been very good in front of goal. And when they're without Dominic Calvert-Lewin, their record's terrible. So, I think maybe Dan Juma will come in for Mopay on Sunday. That would be my inkling for for what Sean Dice might do. It,
2: I guess if anyone knows Dan Juma, it's Unai Imra. So if he does play, if he does play, you think Unai might know how to how to shackle him. A few people talking about uh, transfer replacements for for Mings Laporte. is off to Saudi, so we won't be going in for, for him. He's go, he's got a Saudi move lined up, but I just don't think the club will be. You won't see the club drop another thirty million pound on a on a centre back. Absolutely not. After buying Torres in the summer, they've still got four centre halves as, as well. And then King eighty one. That's one of the most ambitious things I've ever heard in my life. Could we offer to hire De a deal which sees him become our second goalkeeper for cups in Europe? Not for the kind of money David De Gea is going to want. Would be my would be my suggestion. I'm not sure he'd come to Villa as a as a as a number two either, David De Gea, Although there is still is some keeper stuff going going on at the moment. Bayern Munich definitely still need a need need a goalkeeper, and obviously Chelsea. Are now looking for a for a goalkeeper as well. After shifting Kepa, not sure if there's anything else we can really discuss, Dave. We don't want to be talking for, for the sake of it. We've already lost one viewer to to falling asleep, so we don't we don't, <laughs> even, we don't lose any anymore, do we? Anything else you think that needs talking about ahead of the game?
1: I mean, you mentioned Coutinho there, whether he becomes yeah. more involved um, and whether he plays midfield or whether he plays in one of the forward positions. Um, and then, I mean, the only other thing really is, is uh, you know, Ollie Watkins and Moussa Diaby. How, how do you think that partnership's going to look going forward? And I'm, I'm really excited to see Moussa Diaby at home. So I'm sure all the fans are as well.
2: I think both are going to score at the weekend. That would be. That'd be my prediction. That was the plus point. I thought. I thought there was not a little bit of nice link up between the two of them. I thought Diaby just looked absolutely electric. So I think he's going to be the key man. I think he'll be, you know, his first home game. The crowd will be really behind him as as well. I'm looking forward to to seeing answer. That that'll be the front two. Won't there's no there's no doubt about that. That'll be that's going to be Villa's front two mm. for the foreseeable. The main front two that we that we go for. This is yeah. Looking looking forward to. That. I think Coutinho will get on the pitch. At some point just to shine any I can't play because he always scores against Everton, doesn't he? He's got a cracking record against Everton, three in his last three. I think I think he's might might have against Everton. So it's uh it's a shame that he's not available and obviously a shame that there's no Tyro as well. But yeah, yeah I think that does a dive raid, but Excited for the game? Prediction? Give me a prediction.
1: Excited for the game. I think it's probably going to be 3-1 and Ashley Young is going to score for Everton. Oh, yes, we didn't (laughs) talk about that, did we? And uh, he's not going to (laughs) celebrate. He gave an interview this week, actually, uh, and he said he was disappointed with how it ended at Villa, which you can understand. He said he was uh, told a few things, promised a few things, and things didn't quite come to fruition. Um, Mm. So he's obviously a little bit miffed about how that ended at Villa which you can understand because he gave yeah. the interview on the pitch at the end of the game saying hopefully he's here next season and then next day it was all over for him so I'm sure we get a great reception I, I can see him scoring as well because he'll be um, he'll be bang up for it what's that all about don't, don't say that
2: you can't he won't not from left back surely I mean I've cursed a lot of things in the last week surely not I can,
1: I can see him curling enough, one yeah. in curling one in from the edge of the box into the top corner now nah, we've got we've got that covered. Everton aren't going to go past the halfway line. They're
2: not going to let him past the past the halfway line at the mighty Villa Park. I, I wouldn't have thought. I'm going to go two one to Villa. Similar game to, to last season. I, I, I would say. I think. I do. Unfortunately, think we will concede because I think Everton will cause us problems from, from direct balls and, and set pieces. But yeah, 2-1 two, two, to Villa, as I said at the top of the show. Good record against the Toffees for Villa over the years. One of the most played fixtures, of course, in top flight of football as well. So yeah, fingers crossed for a Villa win. Thanks to everyone who watched us, except for Cy AVFC, who, who fell asleep. Not a fan of that at all during the show yeah we really appreciate you watching there's 263 of you here at the moment watching live so thanks for that and thanks to those that will go on and watch the show as well we'll do a post-match show at some point just trying to think when possibly Sunday night when I get back from the game I would think try and do it then and then of course 1874 will be back well, 1874, the podcast, sorry. We'll be back with Greg and myself at the start of the week as well. If you haven't listened or watched that podcast from earlier on in the week, go back and check that out. Always interesting to see what Greg has to say. And actually, he cheer me up a little bit, which is rare for Greg. So go, go back and watch that if you haven't done so already. Have an excellent Friday, everyone. Thanks again to Dave and thanks to Lee as well for producing Up the Villa.
1: Podcast Network.
0: So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.